You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. <laughs> Where did I come from? My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm not going to do a silly voice. And I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm LexCore mogul Seth Luther. And at the end of this podcast, Michael will perform my contractually obligated head shaving. I'm super excited. <laughs> so, tell them about what happened. Well, uh, we had said in the very first episode of the Kapow podcast that we would be doing a special superman batman review which yeah. we did we did it was really totally exciting i i got very angry there was words things were thrown it was i'm surprised asylum is still standing unfortunately we had some electronic computer issues anyone in the podcasting world knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> who's weak Imosavi? <laughs> yeah. you're the man with the laptop <laughs> Unfortunately, my laptop had died before it was saved. I was in the process of saving it, um, and we were able to recover it. However, we had some issues, like it were missing like every other five to seven seconds, big chunks of audio. So in the uh, funky world of electronics, Michael here smashed together what he could salvage into a 20-minute somewhat review of Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it's going to be a schizophrenic, as George put it, a mishmash of thoughts that you'll get at the end of this episode. And I listened to it. It still kind of got some of our points across, so it's worth listening to if you want to hear what we thought of the movie. But otherwise, we're moving on. Yeah, you'll get the you'll get the flavor of our opinions, maybe not the whole breadth. And it's, it's probably for the best, really. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. some things were said, <laughs> right. some things we can't take back. Some thing, you know, Michael made some very specific threats <laughs> about yeah. Zack Snyder and his whole family. It's and probably like, better that it's been. It's related. probably it would have been admissible in court. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I. Yeah, now if they, if they submit this, what we have left, we complete insanity. <laughs> and you guys just argued about Doomsday not wearing pants for like a half an hour. So maybe that was my plan all along. I am super excited that we have, uh, Kapow, our first, uh, podcast on the Podbean network now. Um, and it's been doing really well. I, I'm su- it was a lot of work, and I'm happy to, that it's up there. We have a brand-new intro coming with this podcast. You guys will hear at the beginning of this. Uh, well, they've new- already heard <laughs> it. You did that Well, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've already heard that. <laughs> uh, let me join my DeLorean. <laughs> so not only are we on Podbean right now that we're running through, um, we're actually on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes now. Um, so please go, if you use iTunes, go. Seek us out. Find us under Kapow, the Pop Culture uh, Podcast. Um, give us a review. Five stars are great. Five stars are wonderful. They will let people um, be able to find us a lot easier. Um, we actually just got our first review this week after episode number one. We did? Yes. Um, what? Our friend Jesse Starcher from the Source Material uh, podcast actually wrote, um, let me read it for you real quick. These four boys have been around longer than you think, bringing you the rebranding of their so pro podcast. 
KPP delivers some great content. The news, discussion, and opinions about the world of pop culture and comics will keep you entertained. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Well put. I think we should hire him as our PR man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jesse, log in as someone else and do that same thing. I believe you have a wife and some children. and (laughs) We're going to talk about stuff that happened this week. Got some news. What there, happened? This there was Come huge, on. of course, Come on. news from Star Wars. No. Star Wars. And How they went back in time and got the same actress to play Mon Mothma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That you know the trailer dropped yesterday, showing Felicity Jones as Jen Urso. Is that it? Uh, that's what I took. I think that's that's the name I saw. There's a uh, you know a few other people listed as being in it: Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Tudyk, Ben Mendelsohn, which was he was great in Bloodline, and he's a good villain. Looks like he's going to be doing another villain role. And Forrest Whitaker. Yes, <laughs> that was a little bit of a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Yeah, Ghost Dog, Way of the Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> but it looked extremely. <laughs> he's been planning on this for the whole entire time yeah. since that movie came out. It looked so good. Like, it knocked my socks off. I was not expecting. I was kind of like, I did not know what to expect from this movie. Yeah, so it's this been trailer, really, really quiet. Oh, man, I wish they would not have brought this trailer out for another few months. because. Well, this was only the teaser. This wasn't even the official It was two trailer. minutes long. That's a freaking trailer, man. <laughs> did it make you feel like a little kid again? Oh, it was so good. And it passed the Bechdel test. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that where it's got two women in a scene. They're talking to each other, and they're not talking about a guy. That's right. A tweet I read um, yesterday after the the uh, trailer came out was from uh, Trisha Barr, who does uh, she's host of um, Fangirls Going Rogue, Rogue. That podcast does a few others. Um, she uh, tweeted out, "So remember the last time a movie about a female character knocked a superhero team up movie out of pop pop culture consciousness?" And I thought that was uh, pretty much nailed it. Speaking of I Superman and Batman, yeah. see you later. I don't know. I think the internet is still crying over that movie. But anyway, we're, I'm really excited about it. Sure yeah, it's it's not like I I liked it. It was cool. We had some sad news it. in the Star Wars world this this week. Eric Bowersfeld, 93 years old, who played Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. It's He's a trap. still alive. That's what I said. Don't go into the light. It's a trap. He also did the voice of Bib Fortuna in uh, Mm-hmm. The Jedi. But yeah, he died this week. And there was uh, some, who was it? Oh, uh, I think it was J.J. Abrams yeah, was talking about the ashes Kylo Ren puts his helmet in. Mm-hmm. That they, he, he explained that those were the ashes of his defeated enemies. And I was like, okay, how are we supposed to know? <laughs> is, is that uh, the the lightsaber was created with the blood of his enemies? Uh, there, there was a guy that figured that out. If you actually created a sword out of the blood of your enemies, you would need 400 people that you had killed. So 400 enemies, you could forge a sword. That's He's exciting. Need a bigger ashtray. I think it's more likely he conditioned his hair with the blood of his enemies. <laughs> In movie news... In a world, in the year 2017, in a time within this skyscraper high above the city, in a town driven by competition, in a world that's powered by violence. Well, didn't uh, Star Wars come out on Blu-ray? Well, yeah, we said it. Everybody, Star Wars came out. 
Was there anything cool on the discs that I, I don't we know. need to know about? Well, like a million things are on the disc, a bunch of deleted scenes, so all I'm wondering stuff. if I need to run right out and get it. Was there anything essential that anybody pick it up? This week? The only one I was really excited about, and I haven't seen it yet, but was the scene where um, Kylo Ren on Starkiller Base finds the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, where they crash it in the snow. Yeah. He goes on there and like reminisces, I right. think, is the gist of it. <clears throat> Pretends he's flying. <laughs> pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, deleted scenes, some making of things, some... Um, Looked like there were some scenes of them just dancing around on So set. if Lucasfilm like sent us all free copies, we could review well, it. Well, then we would know t- exactly. We could tell everyone how yeah. amazing it was. Yeah. But be they, official. Don't, they don't do that. Yet. <laughs> but, uh, okay. In movies, I saw that they Sony registered some names for... Pos- I'm, I'm, for the- I'm sorry. I need to interrupt. Uh, Lucasfilms, if you are sending stuff, P.O. Box 994, Marriott, Ohio, 45750. Send us. Please continue. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to get in Yeah. <laughs> But Sony registered some domains for the Spider-Man movie titles, possible ones, threw out some red herrings, I'm sure, along with it. So could be one of these. You've is got, the red herring part of Sinister Six? Yeah, is it, yeah. First, they had Spider-Man Homecoming, the movie. Then there, there was Spider-Man Coming of Age, Spider-Man Greatness Awaits. That's Spider- the, the first title was that Spider-Man going back to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> and Spider-Man Suspended movie. What? Well, they got suspended from school or what? Yeah. What that's about. They, Kevin Feige just it was asked, like, was there going to be other characters in the Marvel Universe in there? You know, is there still, what kind of red tape is there? And he said, now that he's in the universe and the fun of the universe is that characters go back and forth. So, yes, there will be other people in there. And Joe Russo, co-director of Civil War, said, yes, there's going to be the Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see Flatman. <laughs> Flatman. Flatman from Didn't, the Great Lake Avengers. Well, who else is in the Great Lake? Um, there's Big Bertha. Yeah, Big Bertha. Um, Impossible Door- Man. Yeah, Impossible Man. Didn't you invent one? That's uh, <laughs> that's Omega Impossible. Oh, okay. uh, Impossible Man. You can only kill him once that way, and then you can never kill him that way again. He comes back to life. Oh. Um, so like Kenny. Yeah. That's that's Kenny's uncle. Um, wasn't there like a pterodactyl in the Great Lakes, or is oh. that just? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Uh, Squirrel Girl was Asian. Yeah, Squirrel Girl. But she like broke out. She's solo now. She's too cool. And they announced that uh, the Deadpool Blu-ray comes out May tenth. They really turn big turnaround on these movie releases to Blu-ray now. It's like. Making mad bar- money. Barely three months they get this stuff out. Kingsman, the <laughs> next movie. Don't interrupt again. Kingsman, the Golden Circle comes out June 10th, 2017. Go ahead. All right. The Kingsman <laughs> movie, when uh, Chris and I were up in Columbus, the first one was on HBO or something, and we were watching. I was like, oh, it's not that bloody. It's okay to watch. And right as she looks at the screen is when, like, this, the church. this ninja girl, like, <laughs> slices this guy right in half and it was either her or someone but all I saw was this guy and half his body sliding down I was like don't look don't look (laughs) (laughs) yeah they also have uh, there was a documentary um, if anybody had the I can't remember which Nolan movie disc it came out on whether it was like an entire trilogy pack came out there was a documentary called the fire rises about the whole making of the trilogy that's online now 
that people were talking about that you can watch for free. So I've heard it's pretty good. It's like an hour and a half long. And any other movie things? Um, I don't really have a movie. I mean, tying into you mentioned you mentioned Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Um, a little a big news story came out this week about uh, if you guys have ever heard the name Tom Staggs before. Tom Staggs is uh, stepping down or away from the Disney company on May 6th. All of a sudden, it was announced on a Monday after uh, the market closed. He is actually the, and I'll wrap this around and tell you why this, how this pertains to what some of the things we talk about, but he is the number two um, guy under Bob Iger at Disney, the CEO. He is actually, right now, he's the COO, and Tom Staggs was uh, basically in line to become the successor to Iger. Um, Iger is leaving in 2018, stepping down from the company. Um, so what what this basically means is, well, it's rumored, we, we think maybe a fight happened or something went down at Disney on Monday or right around that time to where this all of a sudden happened. He's leaving. Rumors have come out that Staggs, the board felt Staggs wasn't diverse enough to run the Disney company. Now, Staggs has been formerly, he was president of Parks and Resorts. He was um, CFO. Parks and Recreation. What's parks that? and Recreation? No, not Parks and Recreation. Oh. Um, of, of all the, uh, all the parks around the world. And, um, he actually, he was, uh, with the company since 1990. So this guy, he, he recently was being groomed. Um, I know they let go of, there was another rival guy that possibly it was between the two of them. That guy's gone. And then Staggs was going to step in. Um, the big rumor is that Ike Perlmutter, we've talked about briefly before, Ike Perlmutter, who's the head of Marvel, um, maybe behind this. Pearl Mutter is, um, he is a notorious, infamous micromanager, um, to a penny. Alleged. He's also, uh, <laughs> quick with lawyers. Too. Well, I was, was going to say, I feel like we're, this is official. Like we're on like the Fox broadcast. No, 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 no. I'll wrap it around. <laughs> this is getting really official. <laughs> but, but Pearl Mutter may be behind this. In fact, with, with not promoting Stags, we've heard that Stags may, or it came out that Stags may have, um, Basically wanted to be promoted soon, very, very soon. And they said, no, sorry, um, not going to happen. And basically Perlmutter, if you don't know who he is, he is the guy um, that just kind of had a feud with Kevin Feige over control. Feige runs the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And which basically so led... So did Kevin Feige like put on the Black Panther bodysuit and he grabbed the captain america shield and they're like an he, equal standstill he may have dressed up like captain captain america see actually pearl mutter was the guy that when they were getting ready to film captain america pearl mutter wouldn't authorize um to purchase a gym membership for chris evans to get in shape for the movie this is how cost cutting this guy is yeah, I've heard rumors that he like he would only have one bathroom on the floor of Mar- like, Yeah, they would he would shut lights out and like wow. cut paper clips to make sure like no one was wasting electricity. There, there was a story at one point where Pearl Mutter called Bob Iger on his personal cell phone um, from his local Disney store at one point and cussed Iger up and down about how this Disney store didn't have any Marvel merchandise and that was part of the deal and this and that and basically. Iger let him run, let him rant, and then 
simply replied, Hey, do you see that escalator at the store? Why don't you take it and go up and see the whole floor of Marvel merchandise we have up there? So he's he's known to pick a fight or two, um, so we've heard. But um, anyways, so he's also the second highest stakeholder in the Disney company behind um, Steve Jobs' widow. So this guy has some major influence right now at Disney. So all these movies that, and brands we love like Star Wars and Marvel and all this stuff, it's going to be really, really interesting the next 90 days to see what happens with this whole situation over at Disney. Because Sounds the, like a lightsaber fuel. Yeah, I mean, this could have some serious repercussions as far as our movies and stuff because he's... Who has the bigger lightsaber? Well, just in on the creative end, if he can very easily snuff, you know, some creative people and run them off, um, which we clearly don't want to see happen. Um, but anyways, uh, other names, there, there's, you know, it does, not necessarily, there's no, these are just rumors, not guaranteed that this is going to happen, but Perlmutter's name has been thrown out, um, my understanding is, to a replacement for Bob Iger at this point. Um, some other names I've also heard, Kathleen Kennedy, who is running Lucasfilm right now. I don't think that'll happen. I think she has her hands full. I don't think she has, she's quite as diverse enough to. I don't know if that's a promotion. Yeah. (laughs) Disney is such a, has so many different arms as, as to their company, but, um, it's definitely gonna, it'll be interesting. I'm personally, I'm hoping, um, they can come up with someone, cause I don't think Bob Iger is going to be around to 2018. Uh, I just don't see it happening, but hopefully they'll have someone that, or maybe they can find a partnership, a creative person and a financial guy to run this company and keep things going the way we love it. Because right at now, least, at least until they unfreeze Walt and he, yes. comes, he comes back in his robo cyborg. Yes. Body. We need Walt and Roy back <laughs> and that type of relationship much, you know, in the, in the eighties, we had Eisner and Frank Wells that were very, very similar. Um, running things until we lost Frank Wells and well, things went bad. Uh, they're waiting to unfreeze Walt. Uh, they're, they're waiting on Adolf Hitler to come back and his uh, gorilla uh, brain, body, whatever. That made absolutely no sense. That was a good plot, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So, you know, for anybody, I know it's a lot of, it sounds like, like they said, a big news you know, it sounded like real official news. Anything like that. But I would keep an eye <laughs> on it. The stuff that makes more impact than like even casting news. It does. Like, it's the stuff we don't hear about or it's all behind closed doors. Well, we're arguing about plot points big, and big yeah. picture stuff that's probably more important than anything else that's going on. Yo, Chris Evans, you're a movie star. You go <laughs> exercise on your own time. Was that, was that everything? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, in other movie news, there was a trailer that dropped for uh, Swiss Army Man. With Daniel Radcliffe and Paul, it's a Paul Dano movie. Uh, anyway, it looks very interesting when no one's seen it. Daniel Radcliffe is kind of like, he's dead and he washes up on this deserted island. And this other guy is like using him like a Swiss army knife. It's very strange and very out there. What? In a weekend at Bernie's kind of way? What are we talking <laughs> no, about? No, it's like fantasy. Like it reminds me of... Um, duct tape spoons and knives to his fingers and arms. Well, and he's talking to him <laughs> too, but he's dead. It's very, very, very strange. I recommend everyone go on YouTube and watch the uh, trailer. Daniel Radcliffe. Um, After the podcast. 
Yeah, after the podcast. Should we supply a link to said trailer? We should. We we, we will. Jordan, Scroll down your page and you'll find <laughs> a magical link. And the other movie that I wanted to mention was Hardcore Henry, which looks freaking awesome and I really want to see it. It's uh, one of the actors is the guy. I, can, I can't pronounce his name because I forget it. But, uh, <laughs> couldn't if you did. I know. <laughs> but, uh, he's the guy that was on, uh, District 9. Um, and, and all the this. Main, the main guy? Yeah. What's, Charlton Copley? Y- guy? Yes. I think so. Um, <laughs> the, the, the nerd that kind of starts mutating into. Yeah. yeah. Is that, is that him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I listened to him on the Nerdist podcast. Um, we don't need to promote them. They've got enough fans. <laughs> But uh, they were talking about the movie, and I watched the trailer. It's the very first ever action movie that is first-person shooter. And anyone that's played a Call of Duty game or any other wartime movie or uh, video game in the last ten years will love this movie. This thing, I'm afraid to go see. I it like, looks like first, it. I like first-person shooter games, but it about makes me sick to think of sitting and watching it. Motion well, sickness. Well, that's what City they talked right about, and that's one thing that they did. They they played very close attention to. And they said, really, you, people that are sensitive to that shouldn't have a problem with the way this is shot. And even, have you watched the trailer? Yes. Did it make you sick? No, it just okay. didn't make me excited. But <sighs> I, I'm. Why do I even talk to you sometimes? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen Cloverfield yet. So it seemed <laughs> kind of like a gimmick to me. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, whatever. No, it was like, this is great for two minutes. Yeah, but then that scene, he like he comes out of a chopper or something. Yeah, gets blown back onto a motorcycle, drives the motorcycle they, through the like that whole scene. I was like, wow, okay, I haven't seen that in a movie before. And all the, all those shots, this is what made me excited: is all those shots. None of them are computer generated. They actually did them. That's what it looked like. Like actual stunt yeah. performance. Actual. Yeah, everything. There's a couple times where they're like. Um, I think someone might die. <laughs> so yeah, it, it is an old time effects movie. It's all really happening. So yeah, I'm sure I'll watch it yeah. someday. It's, I'm you know, not gonna run to the theater, but it looks it, it does look interesting. TV time. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. Okay, Woo-hoo. now we're is everybody as mad as I am about The Walking Dead? Everybody is mad about yeah. The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm, I I know everybody I, else is, but are you guys mad? Because I'm really, I wasn't mad, but I was oh, disappointed. So ticked off. I'm just annoyed. It's just like after all that stuff they said last week and had me say yeah. on here about how they're they're gonna make me feel just like what I read the comic. No. Yeah. I yeah, like somebody the ripped the last page out of your comic. Yeah, maybe. exactly. They're trying to say how, you know, it's that's the story ends right there. It's what they said, said on The Talking Dead. And then the next part, I like how they all band together, too. Uh, They're all oh, got the yeah. same same answer. They're yeah. like, yeah. And then next season begins the next story with the death of this character, which, which you know, since we didn't even get to see who died, um, I'm not going to bother spoiling in the com. I'm just going to tell you right now, the guy who died in the comics, I predict, is the guy who's going to die on the show. I'm pretty sure now. Mm-hmm. You know, after what I watched there and the way they way they did it and basically left him out of it, I don't think he's going to be left out the first episode of next season. I just like running a comic store. I talk to a lot of people who love this show, right? Or hate this show, right? right. Like I, a lot of people have opinions about this show. And I hear the same kind of thing. They're not patient. Like, they want to know what happened. And, like, 
these people who make this show obviously hear from a hundred times the people right. I do. They have to know this was not, you know, not that they have to be beholden to the fans, what the fans want. They can do whatever they want, but they had to know this was not going to go over on social media. Like the thing with Glenn under the dumpster, yeah. the feedback they got on that right. was, why are you jerking us around? Like they, people did not like that. And they just immediately doubled down and did it something twice as big. I totally agree. I, it it makes me think how they are just stupid. It's like when you look, what, what, would they expect would happen? Okay, if they had shown who it was. Cause right now, you had to know you were gonna tick everybody off. And, I don't and, think and to did. them, uh, they, like he says, they had to know somebody was gonna be mad. We were expecting an answer. And they, and they, it seems that their opinion is, we weren't gonna come and watch next season unless we had a reason, a cliffhanger to go watch it. Yeah. And he could say that there's a cliffhanger in every issue of the comics. There wasn't in that comic. No. And, yeah. There, why don't you picture it like this? You show us who got killed, and then you think we're not going to show up to see what yeah. happens next next season? The, it's uh, insane. The showrunner, what's his name? Scott Gimple. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's. I like him th- until this. Yeah. Well, he says. By the he, way, by the way, now you that don't you've spit got spit on my floor, man. No, I'm <laughs> mentioning Scott Gimple. Oh, it makes me spit. mad. And then, then the he's like, this is just don't like puzzle it out. He's like, you've got months to think about it. And, you know, everybody can just pour over all the episodes. No, yeah, He's like, don't the- think about it. Don't puzzle <laughs> it out because you don't want to go down that road and figure it out. And then you'll know. No, but that's the problem. There's no way in the world we won't know. Right. The the amount of leaks, the amount of Instagrams, mm-hmm. the amount of... Like, I was reading just some comments about it and people were like, well, uh, the actor who plays this guy tweeted this about this. Like, they were already... Not the show clues, the behind the scenes clues. Right. We don't stand a chance. We know what actor doesn't show up on set next season. <laughs> yeah. It's we know who has a minute they start filming. We know who has a movie. Yeah. That, you know, right. scheduled. It's so such there, a there waste. Is no drama to, you could have surprised, going to be spoiled. You could have surprised us now with whatever you were going to do. And it just, oh, it's just so irritating. Just because they screw up the biggest issue of mm-hmm. that whole, of the whole series. series it's like how can you screw it up i don't like what, what, what I, I don't like what the direction they've taken carol either they have like completely turned that character well okay it doesn't even make sense yeah. her whole deal is she suddenly can't kill anymore yeah where did this come so from? there's no explanation even they if kill you three episodes till negan show up, so <laughs> even if you accept that she suddenly has some clarity and doesn't want to kill anymore and says I have to leave the people I love because if I'm with the people I love, I have to protect them and I'll have to kill. And then she goes out and has a freaking assault rifle up her sleeve and yeah. slaughters a bunch of people to protect no one but right. herself. So which is it? It doesn't make any sense as a story anymore. Maybe it's that she likes killing people and she's afraid she's going to kill the people that she loves. Like she has a heart on. That's not killing. what she said. I think, the message, I think the message was if you start smoking a lot of cigarettes, you're going to do you're bad. Kill, you're going to kill people. <laughs> That's what I got from it. <laughs> I just, and then, well, we saw like, so there's a couple guys from the kingdom in this yeah. episode. I find this really entertaining because I'm not even watching this show anymore. Oh my just gosh! Delights just... me. Well, what was your opinion of Negan? Was it? I loved him. Yeah, yeah. He was great. This I loved the whole episode. The <clears throat> up you know, until constantly it didn't need bit... to be. It didn't need to be well, ninety minutes. Exactly. It was yeah. Out a well, bit. it if you really, it was ninety minutes with a half hour extra of commercials. Yeah. It was. It wasn't any longer hardly of an episode. Yeah. 
Uh, so yes, it was a, it was a, another part of their stunt. Now, I, I understand that, but an episode in itself, it was good. It built the tension. It was like, okay, there's more and more of these saviors. And I, you know, you really felt, like by the time they were out of the RV carrying her through the woods, you're like, they're starting to realize that they are screwed. Yeah. They have no power anymore and they can't get out of this. And it was just built like, I cannot wait. And all I know is there is not enough time left on the clock for them to finish this. <laughs> And I had no clue who was going to get it. Right. I had, I had, like, it was building the tension, and then it just ended. Like, Wait, what? Sickening. <laughs> it really was sickening. Yeah, but and the he, whole, like you said, the whole company line of everyone from Chris Hardwick. Yes. Up, was like, wow, that was amazing. They all have to say how great it was. It's like, yeah, it's come like, on. Chris, I can't trust come opinion. on now. You guys were all You're lying. better than that. Kirkman, too. Just like, I turned around. I I immediately canceled Cinemax. <laughs> Yeah, I am not gonna watch, I am not gonna watch that outcast or whatever. It, I, I had to do it cause I don't want to change my mind. I'm like, I don't want to watch your next show. It was like, that just, I heard several people say they're not coming back for the next season. Oh, I'll, so mad I'm not, about this. I can't I, that, say I'm not gonna do that. I'm that trying to be, be realistic. Threat, but yeah. They'll say that till they go to work the first day and everybody's talking. Right. I'm not, I'm not gonna say something crazy like that. I still want to see what happens, but it, they didn't need to do that to keep We'd all Watchers. still be talking about it. We'd Absolutely. all still be and like, we would like just them. as anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to bring up Lost and stuff. They talked about that on, on the Talking Dead. You know, just like <laughs> I loved cliffhangers. I'm like, they were never like this. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sorry, <laughs> had to get that out because I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> That's our podcast. We're full of joy and optimism. Okay, and we now love joy. Everyone. Here's the joy part. Tell oh, us how great joy. it was when Flash crossed over Supergirl. Oh, that was fantastic. That That's what Batman versus Superman should have been. It's like, hey, I'm super. Hey, I'm fast. Let's be friends. Hey, you want some ice cream? Here you go. If Superman had just brought ice cream to Gotham. That's the problem. The movie could have ended on a better note. There's no freaking ice cream in Gotham. That's why it's so that's dark. That's true. It's a good point. No, it was a great episode. I watched part of it. It was so cheesy. I can't watch that Shut show. It's, it's I'm not, serious. It was cheese ball. It's not Batman 66. It's a little bit more serious. Like, I will say that episode was way light, more lighthearted. Um, Wait, is that but, how that guy acts on The Flash? He had turned it up a little bit. Okay. He turned his adorableness up. It, it's more like, <laughs> okay, it's I funny was hoping. when these characters like crisscross, it's, you can tell the writers like, jump, jump. they, they portray them differently slightly because it's the same thing like when. It's wiggity, 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 wow. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. My son hates everything he says. I, I have a song lyric that just comes out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway. But, but like when Arrow's on Flash or when Flash is on Arrow, they're both written slightly different than what they are on their actual show. So, I get um, I, I will say that, you know, Flash's tone, not that it's dark by any means, but it might be a little bit more serious than Supergirl. So, but I thought it was a great team up. Like that's brings me back to my love of comics. So boo Good. on you. No, I was just saying, <laughs> I, was saying I, I asked how it was. <laughs> I, I, I agree. It had probably because of the, crossover there was a lot of that cheesy when you mix those two things together yeah you get cheese arrow that had to be heavier than that did we finally find out some big news who's speaking of fan reaction i heard some very negative fan reaction i haven't seen it but i heard some 
at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season, it was obvious that someone had died, and we don't know who it was. Well, we found out supposedly. Yeah, that's my own theory. I do too, but it's kind of my Just wish. My wish could come true since season one was get rid of this girl. She don't get us. Who's in the cast? Evidently, if you're a superhero, you do not want to be named Black Canary because it never ends up very well for you. You get killed one way or another. The first one was killed by arrows by Speedy, and this one yeah, but, was killed by an arrow also. Yeah, but <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. I was kind of thinking in terms of like fan reaction. Yeah. Like me personally, I never liked Laurel on the show. I didn't like the actress. I didn't like the character. I didn't like anything about her from the get-go. I, however, really liked her sister, um, yeah, Sarah, hot. on the show, which is she's now back from the dead on as White Canary. Yeah, as White Canary on Legends of Tom- Tomorrow, which I love. And so I was kind of like, well, maybe we're just trading one for the other. I don't know, but uh, this did not bother me one bit. I don't think she's dead. I don't either, but Cause it was at like, least for a few, for you know, a few episodes. I mean, well, because this one back. was she she got out of surgery and she was okay, and she's talking to Oliver and she's just like, "Promise me one thing," and then the camera pans out, and then next thing you know, it's they're bringing the crash carts. And yeah, she's weird. dead. Oh, and I thought uh, Detective Lance was gonna have a heart attack because he's like, Ugh. "I know," I was like, "Oh, we're, they're, they're both gone." I like, her. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I don't mind her as a. I liked her better when she came to Black Canary. I did not like her as an alcoholic. Um, I thought I that was completely over the top. But um, And Damien Dart got his idol back. Diggle's brother is yeah. a traitorous. Yeah. <sighs> like, All I knew the whole time. Just poor Diggle. It's one more time where he's got to say, you're right, Oliver. You're always right. I'm never right. Like, it's almost like when a relationship like with a woman. It's like, I'm never right, Oliver. It's always you. You always know what's going on. But I digress. Um, what? I was into this. Huh? I was just riveted. <laughs> <laughs> acting display. Well, because Oliver's always like, he, I mean, it's funny how, how his character's developed, but he's always like trying to go towards the light. And he just like, he, he flips like a so, coin, yeah. like into Batman. He's like, I am the knight. You know, and, he, and then he's like, but I love Felicity. No, I love Laurel. No, I'm a whore. You know, it's like he, he's he been with every woman on the show except for his sister, and that would be a complete, totally different show. So they announced a live-action Cloak and Dagger series. Yeah, live-action? Coming to Freeform? Yeah, what was formerly ABC Family. Yeah, yeah they're cool now. Yeah, what, what's Tandy and Tyrone? Their names? Supposed to be a superhero love story. It's interesting because I thought didn't Cloak and Dagger like get their powers from like drugs or something? Well, this it was like it was like a hard hitting, like a drug drug trial or something. Yeah. So yeah, is, is this part of super cool drama? Which is she, this why it's going to Freeform instead of your regular ABC? Well, because I thought it was going to be on Netflix, and then all of a sudden I saw that the other it's day. It's supposed to yeah. still tie into whatever is going on in ABC because oh. it's a. Well, they say, you know, Candy can emit light daggers and Tyrone has the ability to engulf others in darkness. But they're, they, it's, it's supposed to tie in something with the dark force dimension, which I guess was mentioned on 
Agent Carter. Agents of Shield is mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah. So it's part of that. Well, in Freeform's like supposed to be the younger network now. Like that's for all the cool kids. So. That kind of bugs me too because they Cloak and Dagger were always more platonic. They weren't yeah. like an item. But that, they're going to turn into some kind yeah, of, of love course. triangle, like more brother and sister yeah. instead of yeah kissy kissy but I'm face. Sure there's going to be a, a, a torrid romance. So they we have to we can't be together. But that, that kind of CW. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. Let's backtrack for a second. You mean like in Supergirl where she kissed? James Olsen. And it was such a powerful kiss. It was like in Superman 2 and he forgot what he was doing and marched outside with everyone else. So you know what's going to happen. He's going to, once she fixes whatever, he's going to be like, what kiss? So we had heard before some rumors about the boys being made into a movie, the Garth Ennis series. And they, that needs to be a Netflix series. Okay. Well, it's going to be Skinamax. Oh, that'd be, that would work too. Yeah. yeah. Still Seth Rogen and his writing partner, Evan Goldberg. Not like Bleeding Cool said, Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Or the wrestler Goldberg. You know, it's the, they're a CIA squad, you know, keeping tabs on the superheroes who are all amoral celebrities in that series. I remember just borrowing your, you used to have like yeah. the trades. Yeah. I was I really into the boys. Know, when, yeah. So anyway, they're working on that. Pokes a lot of fun at you know, superhero yeah. conventions. And- it, it's so funny because, like, there's always, like, in comics, it was always so cool to portray the superheroes as, like, basically a-holes. And now it's been done so many times yeah. that it's, like, it's flipped. This seems like one of yeah. the earlier incarnations yeah. of that. I remember being, it was kind of a really original idea at the time. Yeah, so, it, like, it was really good. I enjoyed it. And... Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? It hasn't started yet, but I, I don't think I've ever asked. You mean that flaccid wiener show? <laughs> <laughs> Michael apparently I'm gonna doesn't guess watch no. it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a no. Do you watch that clip? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Starts that was soon. on South Park or something oh, they were yeah. talking about. He watches South Park. I don't watch, okay. I didn't watch that either. I just I heard it's a, a very relevant show in 2016, yeah. South Park. <laughs> no, I tried to start watching anyway, it. Anyway, it starts at 24th. Yeah, so. Season. There are no fans of that. Six. Who's a fan of that? Exactly. That's why I brought it up. Was I thought? I I know I watch it. We never talked about it, and I bet that somebody listening. It's based on one of those books without pictures. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The first thing I thought was for people who read those books. I know. I (laughs) those words (laughs) drives me crazy. But but yes, it it is. So I thought maybe I'm preaching the wrong choir. And comics. Oh, before we go to comics, we, oh, wait, we, we forgot TV. one show. Okay, what? DC Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. I don't watch it, so I, I didn't forget. Is I didn't it, anybody else watched this I, week? I got caught up, yeah. You, you can spoil for me. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll watch it tonight on break. Okay. Well, what got me going about this episode, DC fans, <laughs> before you per Degaton. Per Degaton. Per Degaton. Per Degaton. We're going way back. That takes me back into comic memories. Yes. Such good comic memories. And Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought I would live to hear the word per Degaton <laughs> on, net, on network television. That was awesome. And they said it 900 times. <laughs> Is that per Degaton? Look out, it's per Degaton. Is per Degaton coming? <laughs> well, okay, what the for, hell's per Degaton? For, for the DC DC continuity, that was kind of like the Justice Society of Americas and the um, All Star Squad Squadron's version of Adolf Hitler. He was like the evil German 
scientist that had all these plans to take over the world. Yeah, so he's actually in this episode introduced as a young boy who is being tutored by our villain Vandal Savage. And uh, the I'm team is. To, I'm starting to think it's Vandal, or it's the team's fault that Vandal Savage wants to kill Rip Hunter's well, kid, yeah, I mean, kid and wife. They keep failing. <laughs> they are very cavalier with the timeline. They are. They just like just change everything. Like they're not careful at all. It's it's definitely not a Doctor Who episode where he's like, you can't do that, and they're like, oh well, you know. Let's let's uh, drop Adam and uh, Hawker off for two years in yeah. the fifties and. That's not going to ruin anything. just invent anything. all kind of scientific equipment. How, how Michael feels about Supergirl, I'm beginning to get on board with Legends of Tomorrow. I just, I, I love the team chemistry. I love that we're all superheroes and we're not afraid to show it. And then this whole, the, the chemistry, it's fun. It's, I, I don't care so much about the plot points as, as just every episode. It's fun and we're trying to, and we keep screwing it up, but we're going to try again and, I this is it. You, it's like you're talking about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting real hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite show, but I, they revealed who Kronos was, the guy who's been hunting him since the yeah. last episode. And I was like, ooh, good twist. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a very good moment. I did not expect that his, at all. His helmet on. Well, I did like that he had that armor on because it, it reminded me more of the Heatway comic book version. Like, um, but I might be getting him mixed up with the Batman villain also. Well, just the fact that we had an episode that had Vandal Savage, Per Degaton, and Kronos all all in an hour or whatever the show is, thirty minutes an hour, whatever it is. Um, I mean, that's they my DC th- coming to life right there. They do throw a lot in each episode. It's amazing that they can accomplish what they can accomplish where other shows aren't able to in an hour um comics wait (laughs) this is a good bit go on Uh, i just wanted to bring up that winona erp premiered this week on sci-fi channel uh based on a comic by bo smith who's fairly locally lives in huntington west virginia so he shows up at all the cons in this region and evidently, seems like uh, Evan, a really cool guy. Evan Bevan's family is like friends with him. Yeah, he's the like, they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a story about a uh, the descendant of Wyatt Earp. It's a kind of a mystical birthright to fight demons and things. That, that premiered on Sci Fi Channel. It wasn't bad. It was it was an interesting setup. I thought the actress was really good in it. Was she fun to look at? She was okay to look at. Just okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I forgot about that one. And does anyone else watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon? I do, but I'm so far behind. Like, I think, what season was it on now? I don't know. They're in space. What network oh, is no. it? It was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. I don't think I've watched it since, like, 1988. Because <laughs> I, I watched it on um, Hulu. I never. I, just, I wanted to give some love to it because you know it's based on the comic. It's uh, they this season the Triceraton showed up, nice, and destroyed the Earth. <laughs> so the turtles get thrown back. I don't know how many months in the past, and like they have to go out into space. Turtles in time. They have to. They 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 have you know so many months to to, to stop them from building this super weapon. So they've been out in space all season, 
and they've just thrown out the craziest guest star, like all the weird characters that would never work. Real, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Megadon or whatever, like mm-hmm. the shark bounty hunter guy. <laughs> like they just thrown out all these weird characters, and they've been. The show has always done great Easter eggs, but this season they like in space. April puts on like a yellow jumpsuit for spacesuit. Nice. So, like, they're throwing out all these little Easter eggs, and the oh, they met. They met. They they actually went to whatever another dimension couple episodes ago and met the 80s turtles I did calabunga dude like there's this crossover with the the the, the animated so when mm-hmm. they go like we're in two dimensions what's this this is weird and then they go to a third dimension they went to the actual comic book you know, the black and white comic <laughs> book universe so that was cool but my the, my favorite reference they've done was very recently they're on a, a planet made of water all the characters were underwater and they were in their aqua suits and they're 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 going around, and there's, whoa, watch out for that seaweed, guys. It's electric. And there's this red seaweed. Which, have you guys, if you played the original Nintendo games? Oh, yeah, Nintendo yeah, yeah. Game, oh, yeah. The hardest level right. of the <laughs> Nintendo game. You're underwater, and the red that's seaweed fun. zaps you. So I was like, oh, See, no, that's an amazing that. reference. Damn you, red seaweed! <laughs> how many seasons did you say there were? Like, how long has this been? It's I feel like it's season while. four. It's been a four or five. Four, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, didn't it, even know there was it. It's very popular I don't think I with the young kids. I, I didn't watch the first season because I thought mm-hmm. it was just kind of a kid. For, but it, it's been real. There's It's it's good yeah. for kids, but there's mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of drama. Like, it's just, it's really good. Now, what are they watching in space? Because they usually always watch a cartoon. They're watching that's Chris like... Bradford and the and the two rough crew. <laughs> it's like the a spoof of those like you know the Chuck Norris cartoon, nice. Mr. T cartoon. Like every yeah every season they watch. They're watching. They they did like Thunder the Barbarian. They do a spoof of Voltron. They did and a spoof the of first that. season was like Star Trek. Yeah and yeah, so that's always fun. So now I gotta get caught back up on that. So it's been very enjoyable. Comics. Comics? Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more, one more. (laughs) Speaking of animated. (laughs) I think we need to Uh, do a new bumper for animated. Yeah, we we do need to do that. Um, Anybody watch the season end of Rebels? Star Wars Rebels? I'm behind on that, too. Uh, I haven't saw... I don't think I've seen any of this season. This one left everybody kind of going, huh? And it's funny because when this show first came out, I think I was telling you all about yeah, it. You're like, you I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Well, now um, I assume it's on Disney. Disney. Yeah, yeah, it's on Disney XD. Oh, yeah. Um, but we, we finally get the return of Darth Maul. He's not dead. He's not dead. Is this after and he's he, been sliced? In, well, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Cause well, it's after yeah, the prequel yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. He was in the Clone Wars. Um, there was a whole story arc through oh, the okay. Clone Wars. But yeah, so now we see him and he's like an old man now and he's um, trying to get Ezra to become his apprentice and uh, Kanan ends up, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen it, um, Kan- yeah, Kanan ends up blinded permanently, I guess. Oh, so, now he must use the force. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, Confucius style. <laughs> But it it was it was pretty cool, um, unexpected. I thought it was going to be we Darth Vader shows up in the long awaited uh, fight with Ahsoka, and uh, Ahsoka gives him a a pretty tough fight and ends up actually like um, bashing in his mask, where you can actually like see his yellow eyes in the in the mask and yeah, because she used to be his apprentice, right, right. Was- 
Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, so... Um, they've said all this is like in canon. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of the Star Wars universe. Right. Yeah, so I think everybody thought this was going to... Ahsoka was going to see her end because we knew she was going to end up confronting Vader, but... I think everything's canon except for anything that was written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like anything that was, you know, a movie or Anything a that was in the old EU, which it, is now the Legends. Um, and even some of that stuff has popped up on Rebels. So I think they are trying to say, hey, you know, we haven't totally forgotten all this stuff. And they've kind of worked in a few things here and there. So, okay. Comics. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Did you guys watch that? (laughs) (laughs) It's on my DVR. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Bobby and uh, Hunter left who are the best part of the show, so there's no real reason to watch it anymore. They're going to their own show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Comics. (laughs) You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. Okay, Marvel is actively trolling DC and comic book retailers around the world. We already said May 25th is when that DC Universe Rebirth comes out. Yes, the one shot that yes, kicks it all off. The one shot kicks it off. And it did, now, DC is wanting, I'm sure you're not going to participate in this, but they're wanting to have a midnight... Opening. Here you do, I did, you do did that, like that when uh, the new Fifty Two launched. They did mm. the same thing when they put out uh, Flashpoint number six and Justice League number one. They put out at midnight. I did a whole yeah. I did a bunch of people showed up. Actually. Okay, well they're doing it again, yeah. so you might as well get in on it. <laughs> I, I guess. Are you saying here whether that's going to happen or not? I don't. know. Well, last time it was September, so it was the same month as my anniversary. So I did a, like, right, a whole okay. anniversary sale party right. and midnight release. This it might happen. Stay tuned. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll update you before that. I might just be here anyway. Just, <laughs> if you show up at midnight, I'll sell you a comic. But <laughs> but, but Marvel said. Well, go ahead. Yes, that's like, uh, that will be turning into a Wednesday, you know, and, it, and Marvel said they announced, and our, you can sell our comics at midnight also. Yeah. And that's the same day that Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one comes out. So they're like, yeah, just go ahead and while, while you're doing that DC <laughs> thing, buy Marvel comics. And then this is my favorite part in June, Deadpool number 13 comes out and they've added a previously unsolicited rebirth variant. That they're, I feel, they say they're trolling DC, but I feel like they're trolling you. Cause it says, <laughs> yeah. it says retailers must buy 52 regular copies before you get the reta- <laughs> retail variant. <laughs> they've done that before. If you remember the, when Justice League of America launched, they did the 50 state flag variants. Yes. There was a variant for each state flag. Deadpool did the 50 state birds variant. So it was like him surrounded by 50 birds, like sitting on his shoulder and stuff. And they've done, Oh, I forget what the other one was, but they've done, they've done that before where if you sent in stripped covers from different DC books, Marvel would send you a Deadpool variant. <laughs> so yeah, they are just messing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. But, but this whole rebirth thing you guys were saying is like refocusing and something like that. I was looking, there's going to be so many different Supermen. I'm it's super like, pumped. Like yeah, they don't even care anymore. I was like texting Jordan earlier. I said, uh, you got that DC rebirth catalog? Like, 
I was like itching and, you know, and, and he's like, uh, well, it's online, but it's, uh, next week. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm in bed and I got it pulled up. And I'm like, oh, Superman, Superman. It's like a Chinese Superman, married older Superman. Well, that's what I was. Superwoman, like Lois. I haven't seen they that. They said one something yet. like a Lois Superwoman, a Supergirl, Supersuit Lex, the sons of Superman and Batman teaming together. Yeah. It's just like, which we mentioned. Like, why did you retcon? Crisis, uh, you know why? What? Why have you messed with anything? If you're, you're they don't even care anymore. Well, I I think I, I mean I don't know, but like they had this Lois and Clark Superman miniseries that focused on she was pregnant, wasn't she? And she was yeah. They that came out the, of Convergence. They brought in the pre-crisis, yeah. Superman and, Lois, yeah. and now he like evidently she gave birth, and so like. To me, I, I feel like this is the true evolution of the DC universe, and I was looking through everything, and I feel like I haven't bought a DC comic, I can't tell you in how long, and this actually got me excited again. I was like, ooh, I want these. Like, they, all the books look good, as far as I can tell. They're refocusing the Titans on what the Titans should be. Um, it, it just, it, 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 to me, it's like, we really screwed up. We fixed it. Here's what it should be. It's, it seems like there's some silly stuff. There's some extraneous stuff to Man Superman, whatever. But I, th- it'll be a net positive overall because there's there's a lot of stuff they're fixing. A lot of stuff that looks a lot better than it has been lately. So, well, just like in the Bat Universe, like they had killed off Stephanie Brown, or and then they brought her back, but she wasn't Batgirl or the Spoiler, and and. I, sh- I see that she's in the books. Um, Kane, the daughter, is it the daughter, K- or Cassandra Kane? Cassandra, yeah. She's in there. And so, like, they're, I feel like they're going back to their audience instead of trying to find these new readers that aren't out there. <laughs> well, I did have a correction from last week where you asked me how long 50, New 52 was going on. And I said, when I opened the store in 2005, Infinite Crisis was going on. Or, I said Final Crisis, but yes. it was actually Infinite Crisis. Yeah, it was Infinite, Infinite. So yeah. So, that's a correction to all you uh, sticklers out there. Because <laughs> I wasn't getting Infinite, and you were. and I was? Yeah, well, yeah. I where have been. I don't remember. What was that? <laughs> that was when... Uh, I had to look it up, like, what is Infinite Crisis? It was like the Superboy punching I got Countdown and, to no, Infinite Crisis. Oh, Countdown was awesome. I love that. I, love, we've, I think what we talked about one? that once. I love that issue. Yeah. I mean, Which great. one was it with Gene Lauren, like, walking on the brain? Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis. I love that's that, the, too. That was before I love that, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember you getting that, stuff. yeah. So yeah, I have the issues of that. Anything with crisis, I like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't delve too much into DC, but the the there's certain gems out there that I just singular stories that I think mm-hmm. are great, and that, like you said, that countdown yeah. to Infinite Crisis was such a good. I've never been really exposed to a Blue Beetle before, mm-hmm. and, and I thought that was great. So take that, Pearl Mutter. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think, what in the hell is he talking <laughs> Alright, well, I, you know, it's not up to me, but I think we should wrap it up. You guys are about to listen to a whole bunch of Batman and Superman gibberish after this. Well, real it's quick. a very fluid conversation. Since we, I just want, evidently it's backup time, or backup podcast. Um, I did want to mention Bureau, it's by Walter Osley. Um, it is a Kickstarter graphic novel that uh, I supported. Uh, it's a beautiful book. The, the front is uh, partially embossed. 
and has a, a raised, uh, oh, I forget what that's called, raised texture to it. Um, this book is beautiful from front to back, and it's actually a very entertaining story. Um, I actually started looking at it about 3 o'clock in the morning after getting off work and did not put it down until I was done reading it. Um, the book itself, it follows uh, Inspector Pickle, uh, which I love that name, and <laughs> uh, the uh, Femme Fatale, Trish. They investigate a uh, case of missing orphans, and it's like it's kind of set up in like an alternate reality London where it's like overrun with ghosts and other evil things. Um, it kind of had like a slight Ghostbuster feel, but if it was like more in a, I felt like a Victorian type uh, London, but with cars and, and other things of that, uh, very beautifully drawn. By Walter, uh, I highly recommend the book. Um, if you're interested in it, a little bit more about it is on the back. It says that it's uh, ghosts are no longer able to pass over to the other side. They are trapped in the mundane world. Some spirits carry about with their old lives. Shivers, however, are a terrible nuisance at best and deadly at their worst. Only a corrupt agency known as the Shiver Bureau and its inspectors have any powers over the Shivers. The Bureau continues to gain power but loses trust. Whispers of darker things hiding in the shadows threaten to topple the delicate balance. A ragtag, less than ideal group of misfits are tossed down a path to set things right or make everything come tumbling down, but maybe that's just what the world needs. Uh, it's rated age 10 plus for cartoony violence and snarky ba banter at 200 pages. Uh, the banter, yes, it's very snarky, it's very fun, it's entertaining. Uh, there's just, I really love the feel of it. I mean, not only is it like a high quality book from front to back but the art is outstanding the colors the tone um i i just can't say enough good good things about this book it's very excellently done and worth every penny of uh 29.99 you can find it on amazon if you just type in shiver bureau volume one welcome to london uh that's about it so Here's the here's our gibberish. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> give you lots of stilted uh, <laughs> opinion, like half opinions. I, I rant about Ayn Rand for a while. Uh, you won't know that when you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's no context to it, but I was really trying to find that. I was like, uh, that's okay. I think you'll get the basic gist of what we thought of the movie, and you'll get it a lot shorter helping and. Yes. Uh, then and if you have any comments about what your thoughts are, please go on the check us out on kapow.podbean.com. You can comment there. Um, and again, we are on iTunes and Stitchers, uh, Stitchers or Stitcher or Sticker or Groovy Grover. <laughs> Stitcher. A Stitcher. Uh, but thank you guys for everyone that's out there listening and please enjoy this, uh, brief podcast of Batman versus Superman. Later. Take a look at this. Hot off the press. Oh my god. This time he's gone too far.
Look, Clark, look at that. Can't wait to see the Chief's reaction. And now, you will fly to him, and you will battle him to the death. Black and blue, fight night. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. Day versus night. Son of Krypton versus Bat of Gotham. This is between you and me. We don't have to do this. Sure we do. I am Kal-El, son of Jor-El. Born on the planet Krypton, raised here on Earth by Jonathan and Martha Kent. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman! You're just a man with no superpowers. You're right. I'm just a mortal with only his wits. At the end of this podcast, Michael's going to perform my contractually obligated head shaving. <laughs> I actually thought I was shaving my head today. I was sick and tired of my receding hairline. Hey, we were looking for premium content. I think a video of you shaving <laughs> Seth's head could get the views. Oh, well, dang. Don't have a camera. Batman is watching the end of Man of Steel, and he didn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, there was that whole recap that I, I really thought was unnecessary but whatever oh yeah we all we see the origin story again of yeah. batman which wasn't terrible it was in the credits they did the same thing with man of steel right and, and, just, and then they had that one scene where batman watches this old video of his parents and it shows his dad um dressed up in a bat co- oh wait a minute that's from an old continuity i'm sorry please continue <laughs> yeah, use your your sarcasm tone <laughs> <laughs> Man, he wanted you know doomsday. We wanted to fit everything in this movie, glue it all together, and not necessarily have a coherent story. But <laughs> as long as we could check all those boxes, oh, it was hard to tell. Zack Snyder, when it comes to Superman, he's kind of thrown the playbook out of the window. Yeah, that's the, the I've heard that the same way to describe both loving it and hating it. Well, if you really knew the source material, you'd love it. Yeah. Well, no. If you really love the source material, you'll hate it. Like I've heard right. both. Well, the first one that, is that a direct quote want. from Zack Snyder? The first part of that, <laughs> and the rest is everyone else. Because I mean, he basically he thinks he knows better than all of us what it's supposed to be, and that he's gonna he's gonna show us that well, this is what Batman is super. To me, it was overkill on the seriousness that even when they had like some comedy in it, that you know, to yeah. me, it was almost like they were trying to emulate the Marvel movies. But it was mm. so serious that the comedy did not go off well at all. Just Alfred and Terry White yeah. were the only ones left. <laughs> like yeah. every yeah. line out of their mouth was a was a joke, and no one else uh, had any lightness or right. It just it was it's such sharp contrast to every other moment in the movie. I did love like Perry White going to Clark. This isn't 1938. You're not relevant anymore. Yeah. And I was like, herb. This is another sick quote from Zack Snyder. He said, uh, we just did it as a little aside because we've been tracking where we thought the movies were going to go and we didn't have room for Jimmy Olsen in our big pantheon of characters. But we can have fun with him, right? By shooting him in the head. Like, I was getting punched in the face the whole time. 
It's just like anything he could cram into this movie yeah. is crazy. Well, and that's why like I, I say it's a love letter to The Dark Knight Returns because it takes a lot of a lot from it, but because of the continuity, you don't have the same story. I like the new take on Batman. Why do we always have to see a complete origin? We have a Batman that had been through everything. He's, Hopefully he's had several Robins by now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, they nod to that's got to be like a Jason Todd outfit in the Batcave. And, I mean, the, the Batcave's like, you know, torn up and stuff. It's like, it's all, you know, basically around the Dark Knight. But I like that, that it's this far in the future. We're getting a, an old Batman we've never had before. I liked Affleck as Batman. Yeah, I mean, if we're going into positives... I love. I was perfect. I didn't like the story, but I liked him. Right. I love. I loved his outfit. I liked what they did with the, ex- you know, explaining with the voice modulator and things. Yeah, so that we, was it's cute. always been an issue <laughs> with Batman's voice, but that was that worked fine for me. Batman running around branding people. It, well, it well, really. I, I mean that that lost me right there. And that's, and, yeah, that's, that's story more, flaw. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I have a problem with the story and and these dreams that there was one too many dream sequences. I will one say too that. many. There were like eight too many. <laughs> well, this it's and, almost like they were like we are not going to follow suit with Marvel and have a post credit scene. Our post credit scenes <laughs> are going to be in the movie where yeah. you know where it should have been where they show the Flash and Cyborg oh. and and. Gosh, I can't even remember. Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, where they do that, that should have been post-credits. Not, oh, I'm sitting around <laughs> surfing the web. Hey, look, <laughs> I, I finally got into this. and it's just It was just kind of distorted. The whole story was dis- a distorted mess. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, well, wait, positive. Again, we still keep, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. I liked Wonder Woman. That it's, was the best part of the it movie. It was. That's ex- I came when out of the movie going, I really like Wonder in. Woman. A cliched femme fatale sort of yeah. look at things. But when she you know, broke out as Wonder Woman, I was like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it was. I heard mentioned elsewhere. I can't remember. But, like, they just assume you've seen the previews, that you know who she is. Because they don't. Yeah, they assu- this movie assumes everything. <laughs> Something negative. I thought Jesse Eisenberg sucked. I thought that yep. Lex Luthor was stupid. This over-the-top Riddler thing he was doing, like it, I, I didn't like it at all. I've heard some people say they did like it, and I, I'm just like, that's that's fine. There's things people people are going to like, but that was just an interesting Luther. If he would have just played the mar- the role he played in Social Network, yeah, that would have been so creepy yeah, evil, and good. Evil Mark Zuckerberg defeats Superman. Like the, I was okay with that take, just not the choice of of that that the way he acted. Yeah, it just didn't work for me. Therefore, we're acknowledging that Lex Luthor and Clark or Superman have no back history and don't know each other at all. No. You mean he didn't lose his hair due to Superboy? <laughs> <laughs> this is just a whole lot of. He's got mess. what was it? What's with the Jolly Ranchers? What was? <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like let's. They make are this delicious. Uncomfortable. They are delicious little candies. I, I mean, think that was a little product placement. Yeah, a little gratuitous. The mother box. Everyone has a mother box that can't open up portals. <laughs> well, I have a father box. The, um, the that's, yeah, the box that went into Cyborg. Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Lois Lane, come on. She got shot out. 
shot at. She got thrown out, thrown out a skyscraper. She almost drowned. Just like in a, yeah, in this little pool. Uh, I mean, it would have been badass if she had dove in there, got that spear, like been proactive and actually accomplished something. There was no reason that we, she had to be saved by Superman, you know. And yeah, he's the one that has to go get this kryptonite spear. Uh, yeah. Get somebody else. You got Batman and Wonder Woman standing right there. Say, yeah, could Batman you get that? Because anything. is aware that that spear would hurt Superman. Maybe Batman think, hey, there's this spear like I could go get. Or, but like I'm saying, Lois Lane was just it was a total was waste. So of Amy weak, Adams. and she yes, because a stronger character and in was. this. In this, I was just like. She should have been able to take care of something herself instead of just standing there being saved, thrown off of buildings. She, well, should she have got been. that bullet out of that book. Yeah, that's true. Well, she should have been dancing with uh, Batman at the gala. Yeah, she could have had a much stronger role. But it wasn't one of the boxes that needed checked. I, I did like the reference to Superman with the whole pole looking like the... Um, from where Superman hits the Kryptonian. <laughs> the chain around the neck. Yeah, the Kryptonite. And, was that in Superman 1? Uh, I have no idea. I'm trying to reference. Yes. The, the whole the whole pool of water that like she throws yeah, the spear right. into, it looks like Lex Luthor's lair, and I think it's Superman 1. Um, but he wraps his Kryptonite necklace around him, and he's going to... And then Martha Kent, she's just like... Uh, Screw them. You don't owe these people any yeah. anything. It's like, Ugh. really? Mulligant? But, again, what the hell I had to say was this was an easy plot device where you could have said, obviously the wheelchair was lined with lead or he would have saw the bomb instead of, I didn't look. Yeah, it just he didn't care. Yeah. He didn't, you know. But please continue on I, with your rant. Not, not to turn anything political, but I, I heard... Well, the first thing that months ago, I knew where this movie was headed because I saw Zack Snyder on Conan O'Brien. And I told this story before on the podcast, but I think it was one of our episodes that never went to air. So I'm going to tell the story again. Um, Yeah, he was on Conan and he was talking about, you know, Conan said, oh, didn't you uh, you want to talk about World Peace? And Zack Snyder said, well, I first started thinking about that with Watchmen and Dr. Manhattan. You know, the power he had over people. Like, Superman's the same way. No. He could get all the world leaders into one room in a bunker, but he could swoop down in, you know, rip their arms off, beat them to death with their own arms. I mean, he was describing Superman in that way of, like, forcing world leaders to obey his will. A big giant bully. And joking about it. And I'm like, that's okay. Big red flag has just started waving. I'm like, that is so wrong. And I then I hear she's famous. It's not that I I'm not pretending to be an expert on philosophy. Yeah, don't or anything, he's not being pretentious, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important. It's it's important to comics history right, too. Objectivist right. philosophy is important to comics. Um, her whole thing was the Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. It's about you know geniuses and creators, these superior beings. Who are beset by all these lesser people? They call it the the need men. You know, it's all about self self creation, and everyone else uses this lie of altruism to bring them down. Well, you should give the charity. You should. Have. Uh, she was an atheist, so Christianity 
that was the ultimate use of this. And of course, you know, Superman's oftentimes a Christ figure in the in you know as a metaphor. Uh, and it's it's exactly what Steve Ditko believed. So when he created Spider Man, that was just an object lesson every month that doing good for others gave you no reward. Like there was, you always got you know you lost your date to the prom or you. <laughs> A that character, um, yes, I hold no good deed goes unpunished thing. So I can see where Zack Snyder might be following this philosophy. There, like we were talking about, that Superman uses, and Frank Miller politically destroyed. All his friends have left him. He's a broken man, and his his quote, you know. if they can, Bruce. Every year they grow smaller. Every year they hate us more. We must not remind them giants walk the earth. They are tiny and stupid and vicious. I mean, that's that's amazing Frank Miller prose, but it's the worst possible Superman. Right. It is Superman <laughs> at the end of his rope. Because you know, yeah. Superman's kind of corny and outdated. Like, this is a cool Superman, an edgy Superman. So, yeah, I mean, this philosophy, I, I'm not, you know, it could be right for economics, it could be right for the world, you know. They're not worth it. It's a different character. Ugh! It just—it was just wrong to me. It's just reality and good value. And so, as an adult, he uses that. I've never seen that. Even though I do like Man of Steel, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that. But this is just com- and accomplish that. You know what? I want to see him save somebody without a bunch of. Cl- pose hovering above him yeah that's why i read in one review like even when he was being a hero it was creepy like he floats down <laughs> right. people are or the mexican day of the dead thing where everyone's worship and it's meant to be creepy but like right. yeah even when he's being a hero it's kind of weird and alien and off-putting he's up there laughing <laughs> you want yeah. me to save yeah. you <laughs> it's just a cold thing that just yeah that's Superman to say that. <laughs> that is like to me. That's why I, I said yeah, earlier. Right. I was like him being a big bully. Like Superman knows he can do all these things, but he chooses not to. He just like when Grant Morrison wrote him versus the elite. Like supposed to be. There are comics out there, you know, that show what we're talking about. What makes you know Clark Kent good? His parents good? The character? I mean, his whole. Existence is he's such he is the ultimate do-gooder. You know what were your thoughts on the way Batman acted though? There was a lot of talk about him killing. Week was trying to excuse saying, "Well, it was more manslaughter." That's what he said. Then. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't directly kill anyone. Right. You know, he just blew up the car. You happened to be in the car. I think you guys. Were talking about- yeah. It. Uh, I mean, it's just. In the, I don't want to blow up those ducks. But there was like a, there was one of those moments where he he is going after the trailer that has kryptonite, and gone. And they're just all like, "Oh no, here you go, Luke or, or Lex. Here's your kryptonite." That's what I'm afraid of is that he's going to wait to the next like we had to kill Superman for you to understand what he's about and. But Whether you, he gets a chance or not, like I do, a funeral for a friend. You know, it was oh, we lost the man of steel. Yeah. He died saving us. No, <laughs> right. that alien who destroyed everything is finally gone. Good riddance. <laughs> exactly. But his mom. Had- 
These guys' moms have the same name. <laughs> Michael admitted he had never. I never caught that. Like, because it's always been mom, pod, Ken. I just never really thought about it. And I was just like, did I really and not I know? That, I bet that blew your mind. It did though. for a second because I was like, I'm like going back in my comic book history. I'm like, huh? <laughs> well, they. Month. Like they wrote it out as you know, Clark Kent was still alive. But so, like in the next movie, will there be no Clark Kent? Is there no secret identity? He is just Superman twenty four seven. I will say, if Clark Kent comes back, he better have a ponytail. Justice <laughs> <laughs> uh, League yeah. now, because we all know how much Batman wanted to be a part of the Justice League all the time. Yeah, what do they say? It starts shooting. I mean, you were you mentioned that the fans have started petitions. You know, get yeah. rid of Zack Snyder. You know, all the, because that always works. Yeah, because, <laughs> because guys, a creature was created from the blood of Lex Luthor combined with Kryptonian technology with the sole purpose of destroying Superman, and it's starting to shoot already. April eleventh, they begin shooting that movie for next year, and yeah, it's like. Superman can't show up in Just League like, hey guys, how's it going? Like, be a real cheery, cheery fact. Yeah, what the, one of the producers was saying, it's supposed to be a little bit lighter in tone for her words. <laughs> yeah, that Superman was corny and past his prime and kind of lame because this was right before the big 90s where everything had to be. Appreciation for Superman that you did if you read the older stories because uh, Superman is kind of lame, Boy Scout, you know. So it's yeah, if you approach it as like Superman, something's wrong with Superman. We got to fix his character. I think you've already started on the wrong foot. Instead of Superman is the most important, how do we show how cool he is? Instead of was super excited like i thought the trailer looked awesome and fantastic and i was super pumped all you gotta do is listen to our old so pro podcast where i was like and i wanted this to be my you know how you guys love star wars so much yeah. this was the same you know, his soul his soul just <laughs> leaves his body you can see it i was so mad i, I can't even, i think it was when they killed superman i think when they killed him i was like <laughs> he's just wiping away tears like that's what no, you did it you really did it <laughs> And just like, That's totally what I pictured was the, Michael and Jordan sitting there and Jordan just consoling Michael. He was not a hero in that moment. How did I not see this coming? We well, guys, that, uh, that do it for our all Batman Superman edition. May we go forth and be merry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you love the movie, we don't. No, we're not saying you're wrong. If you hate the movie, we're not saying you're wrong. Just. These are our opinions, and it's the way things struck us. We we didn't mean to be entirely negative, but you know you're a fanboy. You got to pick. You got to pick things apart. So this is the one time in my life because out of all these movies that have been adapted, I'm I always am very neutral and, and try to go in it with open eyes. But this is the first time ever where my nerd rage <laughs> is so hardcore that it just I was like, well, I'll go watch the next Captain America movie to see Superman. And with that, I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton. Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth Offenberger. And as promised, Michael, go ahead and take a little off the top. Ping! <laughs> Ping! <laughs> they're coming! They're coming!